right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. What do we got here? April 26th. 2022. I cannot believe it's April. Well, the end of April. Here comes May, right? Like a storm in the middle of the night. Thundering and lightning summer upon us. And this is it. This is it. Now, I'm not, I'm not a uh, summer ready. I'm going to still be honest with you. I'm losing weight, but still would not like, you know, if I didn't have to take off my shirt, I wouldn't. You know, if I'm on vacation, and it's me, Red, and you know a few other couples, and we're all hanging out by the beach. I'm not that guy that's going to be wearing you know a long sleeve Billabong shirt or whatever you want to call it. You know, now I'll take my shirt off, but I'll tell you right now, I will not be happy about it inside. I would have to do some mental gymnastics to prepare myself to be ready. You know, I just hope that'll be in time. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm doing every single thing that I can. But again, you know, time waits for no one. Summer is here, right? Girls will be in bikinis. It's going to nice weather is coming. And then just like that, you'll be like, oh, it's 4th of July. You know, it's going real fast. I can't, you believe how fast the summer is going? Oh, it's the best though. Oh, it really is. All right. So what do I want to talk about today? I want to start the show off by talking about letting go in relationships. And I truly feel as if guys, you know, and of course I speak from a guy's perspective. I'm a guy. I'm not a transgender. I'm not trying to say I'm something that I wasn't born being. Because that to me is odd to say this, you know, say the least. But letting go in my prior relationships was my biggest downfall. I, I couldn't let go. And it took me a long time to figure out what that, you know, what the reasoning was. And of course, it's two reasons. The first one is in my, you know, this is how I am, just as being a guy, you never want to envision your girl banging another guy. So right off the bat, it's like, okay, I know I need to leave this broad, right? This is, uh, this this is not going to last. This is as bad as it's going to get. But yet, I can't break up with her because once I start finding out she's banging other men, and God forbid it's somebody that I know. Oh, forget it. It's the worst. It's, it's the worst. So you got, you know, that right there, that thought process. You know, and you got to get over that thought process. Right? You have to. It's, 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 it's a must. But the second is, it's failure. You know what I mean? You're admitting that you got this one wrong and usually again, right? Every time you got something wrong, after that, it's always again, another one, again and again. And you start thinking about having to start a relationship again, right? Having to go out on dates and you know right off the bat it's going to be some cashish coming out of your pocket blazing hot. Right? You start dating somebody new, guys. And that's the thing about being a guy, a man, right? You, you, you know, you're paying. 
You know you are the one doing. You're the one, you're courting. That's what men do. That's what real men do, and they pay because that's their job. Now, what do you want as a real man? You want the girl to say, I'll pay. You never let it happen. As long as they're saying, as long as they're reaching. Now, some people, some girls, right? I mean, I've dated so many girls. and I, I absolutely love dating for these type of reasons because you get to see little things. You get to, see, you know, you know, you get to see how people really are. And, you know, some people you feel like they'll just dig, but they're never really digging, right? It's not like they're going to actually pull it out. They're waiting to see how far you're going to allow their hand to get into the pocket without you say, them saying, or you saying, oh, stop, 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 stop. I got it. I got it. I got it. You sure? You sure? Yeah, of course. Stop. Stop. And then that's it. If it goes any too, you know, further, then it's like, okay, then you pay. Pay. I don't know what to tell you. That's going to, you know, that's how it's going down. But guys, pay. So again, in that process of thinking, oh man, I got to do, I got to meet her parents. You know, what about that? What about brothers? You know, dating somebody that has brothers, it's another thing too, right? It's a little awkward. It's a little whatever. And you hope that they're cool. A lot of times they're douchebags too. And then that's a minus. No brothers? Even better. I prefer, like Red, no brothers. Don't got to worry about it. That's out of the equation. See you later. It's one less hassle I got to worry about. One less dice roll. One less way I got to be. Talk. You know? I don't know. And again, the guy could be a total jerk. And then what? And that sucks. But again, to letting go, right? The, the, the thing of failure. It's, it's really something else. And another thing I want to talk about what I believe men suffer. And, you know, and it sucks when you even get to this point. I've been in, at this point in relationships too is whether or not you feel like your girlfriend's cheating on you. Did that ever happen to you? Right, you're in a relationship. Now, obviously, this could go both ways. Could go, you could be reverse. A girl could be listening to this. But again, I'm talking in a guy's perspective, which I feel like I am without a doubt an expert on because I'm a guy. So, whenever that feeling is like, oh, something's amiss. So, what's going on? Something doesn't smell right, right? The air doesn't taste right. All of a sudden, you're not sleeping right. Yes, I got a stomach. I don't feel good. I don't feel right. When you first start getting that scent that she may be cheating on you, right? You get that thing. Now, there's signs. There's signs that men need to then start doing. Once you get your antennas up to that point, and in my opinion, there's there's a laundry list of things, telltale signs, things that you need to start looking for, right, as a man. You gotta start now really figuring out. You gotta take your emotions out of it here. And now you gotta play smart. Right? Some men don't play smart because some men play with, you know, they play with their dick and they can't do it. Sometimes you gotta take yourself out of that equation there for a second. The whole sex factor, whatever it is, and it's time to get to business. Men need to get to business in relationships. They don't get to business often enough often enough. One of the first telltale signs is is and this right here is and the reason why it's number one, and you might not agree at first, but I'll tell you why, is if they start complaining about the relationship, right? Which obviously is, you know, some type of heightened security that will go off. But to me, that's number one because that is the, the, the first outlet to something is going wrong. And 
whenever a girl, in my opinion, says that to the guy, hey, you know, I, I can't stand when you do this. Or, you know, every time we're in the car, you, you put this music on, I hate it, right? And they, they want to do something different. Or they just, they're not paying attention to you in a story. Like, yo, did you just hear what I said? And then all of a sudden they, they put it on you. But the reason why I think it's number one, and that's women complaining about the relationship or, or in the relationship is that's their front for saying it's your fault, the reason why they're cheating on you. Okay? Because they're already setting up things aren't going well. Right? And instead of trying to fix it, they don't even care about that, that part. That, they just need to get that out there. Why? Because they got somebody else. They're fucking somebody else. And that's what's going on. Now, second thing is that you have to look for these things. These are very easy to do, right? Once you start slowing things down, these type of things, if you really go through this list, you'll be able to have a good grasp on what is actually happening. The second thing is scheduling. If you all of a sudden start seeing her, right, with you know, a different schedule, staying late for work, there's a function, you don't get invited at all, all of a sudden they're leaving early, I gotta be in early for work tomorrow. Now, you know, they're usually going at nine, they're going in at eight. There's things like that, things, that's no good. It's no good, right? Coupled with the, all of a sudden things are not going and working as well, then the this thing is, is, is key because this is the trickiest one. And that is whether or not she's constantly on her phone. And again, the reason why that can be tricky is because there's so much things to do now with the phone. The phone isn't just, you know, a way to talk to people like, you know, hey, how are you? And call them directly. No, no. It's like a video game. Literally. You can literally play video games. It's a TV set. It's the internet. It's your home computer. I mean, the phones that you have now, if you have an iPhone 13, right? I just got the new iPhone 13. It's basically, it's the biggest phone that I've ever had. It's bigger than the 12 Max. If you, you know, if, if you think about it, it's better than any computer you had when, you know, when you had your Microsoft, what was it? Um, what was the program? Windows, right? When you first had Windows, you had your compact computer, or you had your Dell. Those computers don't even compare to what you have, the type of machinery you have in your hand. Let alone, it's not even just that. It's also a video camera. It's a camcorder shooting 4K video, right? Really think about the time difference of what's going on here. It's like a, a Canon, you know, uh, photo camera. Think about the camera technology that is right now and type of pictures with, now with the portrait. The portrait, forget it. Right? That's my favorite thing to shoot. But anyway, so it's tricky because there's so many things. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There's so many things that that person could be doing. Snapchat, whatever it is. It shouldn't be on Snapchat. You have a girlfriend and she's on Snapchat, no good. I'll tell you that right now. Because Snapchat is built just for cheating. In my opinion, erase the text message. They disappear. The time limit. You get a little lazy. You forget. It's gone. Don't worry about it. And that other person, if they try to save or do anything, you're going to get notified. So that's that too. That's why Snapchat, if your girl is on Snapchat, oof, right there is cause for alarm that something's going on. Now they could have Snapchat, but if they're always on Snapchat doing what? What are you doing? 
What are you doing on Snapchat? Now, again, your phone, the phone itself is not a great indicator because there's so much to do on that thing. So here comes the second part of the phone. Whether or not, A, you have their passcode, okay? And B, if they, even when they're not on their phone, they hold their phone. If you're holding your phone, if you're like, say, you know, you guys live together and you're watching TV on the couch and you got to go to the bathroom, you pick it up, you, you take it to the bathroom with you, or you're going to go into the kitchen, you pick up your phone, you go into the kitchen. You never want to have that phone. You're at dinner. And when you got to go to the bathroom, you take your phone with you at dinner, whether it's at Friday's, Top Steak, Steakhouse in Manhattan, whatever it may be. You take your phone, that means you're going to go do something. Because if you got to go just take a piss, you know, what do you need the phone for? I, honestly, maybe to do something. These are all these signs. Everything is going on here that you have to be aware of. These type of things right here. Now, this is the most important. The other one was to tell number one, but this is... I shouldn't say most important. This is right there too. They're all important to be honest with you. They all have their own ways. But here, this one, this is, this is the easiest sign, in my opinion, is when they don't want to have sex. If they don't want to have sex, right? Right there means something. And it means something, in, and it might not just be for cheating. They might all of a sudden not be interested in you. Right? A lot of things. They may think that you're not doing your part. And now they're not, they don't want to have sex with you because you're being a dick all of the time. There's a lot of signals. It could be that they don't feel confident about themselves, which in turn to you as a man should always make your girl feel confident about yourself. That's, that's rule number one. Right? As a guy. Let me, let me give you a little hint here. You know what your girl cheating on you? You always make sure she is number one and that she thinks you think she's number one even if you don't. Why? They won't cheat. They have reason to stay. They make you, they, you make them feel good when they're around you. Women like to feel good about themselves. They're not feeling good about yourself. You gotta start thinking about ways how to change that and figure out why she doesn't. Could be not something about you. And if it's something else, then you need to help her get out of that. Because whenever a girl doesn't feel good about herself, the relationship isn't going to work too well. Not saying that it's over, just not too well. Because, you know, remember, in relationships, it's all about a vibe, right? Energy. If I'm giving big energy and you're then returning small energy, it's not going to work in relationships. It's got to be both at the same level. High level, high intensity, you guys are cruising, right? You're on, you know, surfboards in Hawaii. Big wave. Everybody's loving it. After that, you're going to go get some pina coladas. going to go have some sex up in the hotel. That's the best. But that kind of vibe, that kind of level, same type of level. And if it's low energy, well, then you're just bored of it. You're eventually going to get bored of each other. And that's going to be the end of it, too. So it's got to be high stakes, high intensity, always respectful. Can't get into a routine in relationships. Now, those are just four things that I mentioned, right? That I feel in relationships that if you think that they're cheating, well, you know, you got some things to do here. Now, this is the thing, if you do think that they're cheating, right? 
What do you do next? Well, you have, you have two options, really, in my opinion. You can either confront her and say, hey, what's going on? I feel like you're cheating, but you got to be careful with that. Because once you go down that rabbit hole, right? Now, if she's not cheating on you, she's going to think that there's some trust issues now. That's going to be an issue. Second, even if she is cheating on you, it's very, very unlikely that you're going to put your, her back up against the wall and she's going to come out and admit it unless she's really done. Could be an opening for her, which then that was the best thing that you ever did ever, right? But if it's not, she doesn't admit it. Now that makes your job harder to find out if she's cheating. Why is that? Because now she's alert. Now she's got all, she, she's going to have a board meeting, right? With all the people, uh, all right, got to be, you know, better, can't leave the phone messing around, got to delete text messages, make sure the emails are clean. You know what we're going to do tomorrow? She'll probably even check to see if she's being followed, you know, anything under the car. It's a mess. It's a mess. You go down that path. That's why I like the second option. And the second option is you got to get your James Bond on. You got to be 007 squared to the max, right? Detective time. It's the best time too. When you start real, start digging. You get a couple of leads. Ooh, you get a couple of leads. Now you don't want to know, but once you get that scent and you start, things are clicking, things at this, ooh. Right there, then, then now you've got something brewing here, but that's difficult. Now, there's also things here that, you know, there's a whole topic on how you go about it and things that you do. We'll do that for another day. I'm not gonna spend my whole time on it. We could do that, I'll talk about that another episode. But what do you do when you become a detective? What are the things that you need to do? Ooh, man. And when you're at that point, things are bad, right? And you, get, you have to know, you must know what's going on. But again, you know, going back to it, if you think that something's going on, you got to go through the list. You got to do it too because of your own, you know, your own life. Whether you're a guy or a girl, speak, it doesn't even matter, right, at this point. But you got to do your due diligence because you can't waste your time. We have so little of it. We don't even realize it. As we get older, we almost want to start being able to have it as a commodity, which it's not. It's the only thing in the world that's not a commodity is time because you can't buy it. Everybody's got the exact same amount. Clock's just going the exact same time. But when you start getting older, you wish you could. And if you could, you'd buy a lot. You know, you would buy a lot. You ask these 75, 80, 90 year old human beings, if I could make you go back, would you do it? They'd take it in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. And they're 90, they go back to 70 and loving it. May as well made them 20 again. That's why right now at 48 years old, I keep, I'm sitting here thinking, what am I doing? How am I not loving life? I'm not doing everything that I want to be doing at every single moment because if you're not doing that, you're just wasting time. Every moment you're not happy is a moment that you're not figuring out what's going on in your life. Because if you're not happy, then you have things that you need to change. What are you going to change? What is it that you're going to change, right? That's the ultimate question. If you're not happy, how do I get to that point? 
got to figure that out. That's why you got to have a relationship with God. That's why you got to start being true to yourself. Sit down, right? Sit down. I think Jordan Peterson said it. He said, you know, sit down at the edge of your bed one day and then ask yourself, what is the stupidest things that I'm doing in my life? Remarkably stupid that I want to fix. Now, he, what he says, what's great about that statement is he elaborates and says, you can't just say the statement and then just go off about your day because then you're not really, it, that doesn't count. You got to actually sit down and think about it and write things down. And he says, you'll be amazed. I haven't done it yet. I just heard that today, this morning when I was walking my dogs, I started listening to him. And, and I recommend this for all guys. You want to better yourself? Listen to people that are experts in things. It's the mind, right? I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, making my mind sharper and sharper, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, of course you want to be able to beat somebody up. You want to punch somebody in the mouth. But man, being the smartest guy, being able to debate, being able, knowledge. Knowledge is the power. Yeah, the physical part of it is great too, but knowledge, smart. I mean, look at Elon Musk, look at Bill Gates. Look at Steve Jobs, right? Look at Zuckerman. All of them. You think they could fight? You think they could be great in the ring? Absolutely not. They get murdered. But they have more money than anybody. It's right here. It's the best tool. It's the best weapon. I want to play a clip for you. So now, I'm not going to sit here in front and tell you that I watched the NBA. I follow here and there, especially because now on TikTok, I got the, the NBA highlights are in my algorithm. So I've been starting to see certain things. So I saw this, and this was, um, this is Charles Barkley. And this is, I believe, on TNT, NBA on TNT. And they're talking about the Nets who got swept by the Boston Celtics and whether or not Kevin Durant is an elite player. Now, I'm not playing this clip for you because I'm going to start talking about NBA, or I'm not even going to talk about the game. Just listen to the clip, and then I'll tell you what I mean by it and the comparison I'm going to make. I'm going to use this clip for another reason. Here, watch. Come on, Shaq, tell them. All these guys walk around with these championship rings. Hey, y'all bus riders. But let That's me tell you something. When you bust, when you're the bus driver and you got all that pressure where you have to play well, are you going to get the blame? That's a different animal. It's a different animal. But I, I think also guys, guys are on the bus. Yeah. They're also important. giving directions. Yeah. No, no, like, no, no, giving stop. directions. No, uh, no. I'm there there are guys that are on that bus giving directions. They're not, just, they're not just sitting there. Yeah, they just on the bus. No, because no, because no. let me tell you something. No, the, the Clippers, Kev, because let me tell you something. There's guys, okay, because, Kevin Durant's not on the bus. He's just not on the bus. Yeah, no, but he's never he, on what, the bus. what has happened when he was driving the bus? Well, he's never just. No, but what was happening when he was driving the bus? He lost to the finals. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, he did. All right. So basically, what they're talking about is being, you know, there's five players on the court, at, you know, at, at, on a team. And in the NBA, which is basically in hockey, too, I would have to say, football and baseball, not so much. If you have one great player, is a huge difference maker LeBron James, Michael Jordan, right? They could change the whole outlook of the team. They could make the team from a mediocre team to a championship team if you have a great, great player. Stephon Curry, Larry Bird, you know, players like that. Magic Johnson, big-time players. Shaq. Now, Kenny Smith, that's there, he played for the Houston Rockets. But at that time, he wasn't the best player on the team, even though I believe he won two championships. Hakeem Olajuwon was the best player on that team. So what Charles Barkley, who never won a championship, but... 
Every time he's been on a team, he was the best player. But he never won a championship. Okay. Basically saying that Kevin Durant is not a player. He's not a superstar status that drives the bus. He's a player. He's the other four players that are actually on the bus for the ride. Now, why I wanted to play this clip is the guy who drives the bus in a family is men. Men drive the bus. And there's so many men nowadays, which is beyond me, that just want to be a passenger. Men were created to drive the bus for a family. That doesn't mean a female can't drive the bus. But if you're a male and you allow the female to be the lead driver, always driving the bus in the family, well, then you're not really a man. I mean, let's face it. Real men don't do that. Real men have their own independent success. Again, the female could have her own independent success and you guys could be a monster, right? But still, that man at any given time could hold down the family like that. That's a real man. If the woman is now, she's independent and she's killing it and the man all of a sudden can't support and she's the one who has to do it, well, that guy's got a big problem. It's my opinion. Say whatever you want. But that right there is the story of fam of what how men view family. They're the bus drivers. And if you're not, and there's so much pressure, just like Charles Barkley said, when you're driving the bus, there's so much pressure. When you're the greatest player, there's more pressure on you than if you're just an ancillary player. You know, just a teammate, just somebody that is a side contributor to the overall success. Now they have important roles, can't be a team without them, right? Can't have a family without women and children. But the driver of the bus, the driver of the family is a man. And men should start taking that and being happy about that and glorifying that, right? Look at all these children, especially in black communities. The reason why those children grow up and go into jail, majority of them don't have a father figure, a real man in the family, in the household. And that's what takes place. And then without that, your chances of those kids being well off, knowing what's right from wrong, the chances of that lessen dramatically. Not saying that it can happen, but it lessens dramatically. And again, that's what real men, that's what being a real man is about taking care, having the responsibility. And again, just like I said about the relationships, failure. Failure is always on a real man's mind, a provider's mind. Can't fail. Too many people dependent on me. My daughter, my son, my two sons, my mother who's ill, my wife, right? And that's the thing. If you're married or you're with someone as a man, you want to be able to provide for that person. You want that person to be independent, can be do whatever it is that they want. That's the whole point. You're in the relationship, right? Think about even what goes on in the jungle with gorillas. The female's not the, 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 the silverback. They're not the ones that are going to fight to see who's the pride, you know, who's taking over what pride, who's taking over what clan. No way. It's that silverback male. And another silverback male, just like I said about the lions yesterday, that's what it's all about. So 
I'm going to move now. I want to switch gears here. I want to play something for you here. This is um, Byron Buxton in baseball. If you follow baseball, especially fantasy baseball, I'm in a couple of fantasy leagues. I love fantasy baseball. I love baseball in general. It was my favorite sport growing up. Until then, I started playing quarterback. Then that was a whole different ballgame. Because when I started playing football, I wasn't a quarterback at first. I can't believe it. I mean, I had offensive linemen growing up and defensive line. I don't have no idea. And that changed dramatically, especially because I didn't grow like a defensive or offensive lineman. But I couldn't stand it. I don't know what was going on. And I'm talking about peewee football. And then I became the quarterback. And once I did that, then it was over. That was the best sport. That was the best position, best sport, best anything that you could possibly do is the quarterback of a football team. In my opinion, I don't care if you play you know, center for hockey, shooting guard, point guard, center in basketball, whatever it may be, whatever, the pitcher. Pitcher's close. Pitching is close because you're up there by yourself and you could dictate the whole thing. You can win the game single-handedly. And again, the same thing with the quarterback. The quarterback is the, the general. But I want to play for you this clip. This is Byron Buxton. And in my opinion, if he stays healthy, he is the best player in baseball. And I will say this. He is as close as it gets to Ken Griffey Jr. when he's healthy. Right now, how good he is. Ken Griffey Jr., a Don Manningly when he was at his peak. That's right. I said Donnie Ball. Donnie Baseball, New York Yankees, Albert Pujols, right? Those type of players. Even a Barry Bonds. Now, this is the best part about it. Barry Bonds, obviously, was juiced. Byron Buxton is not. He's skinny. He's a little filled out. Six for three, but he's skinny. Watch how he murders this baseball. And again, if he stays healthy, this is a walk-off home run. It's brought to you by Bailey Sports here. Watch this. And the reason why I'm playing it is because it's so beautiful, this swing. Listening to it, hearing it, all of it. Here, watch. A drive to left field. He has done it again. Unbelievable. Oh, what a feeling that is too, right? You're running around the bases. You're a professional baseball player. You're making millions of dollars and you just hit a walk-off home run and F you into the upper deck. Talk about being a man. That's right there. That is a feeling right there that few men, including myself, I'm not there and playing Major League Baseball, get to see, get to feel. Oh, God. I never hit a walk-off home run over the fence. I hit a walk-off home run around the bases in Little League. But I mean, come on. We're talking peanuts over here. All right, so here, I want to move on here to the second video. This is staying on the theme of baseball. My opinion, the New York Mets are going to win the World Series. They have the best team because their pitching is phenomenal. And if they get back to Grom, it's all over. But one of the reasons why, it's not even about they have the best talent. I don't think they have the best talent. They have great pitching. I don't think they have the best talent. But Buck Showalter, the, the manager for the New York Mets, for manager of the Yankees, who I loved him, Baltimore Orioles, Took them into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs. He is the Arizona Diamondbacks, beat the Yankees with Randy Johnson. He is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best manager in baseball. And I can't believe that he was out of baseball for so long, and I can't believe that the Mets got him over the Yankees. I'm a big Yankees fan. But one of the new acquisitions is Max Scherzer. This guy is a complete beast as a pitcher. My opinion, when you have, you know, you're going to have one game and they're at the top of the game, they're in shape, they're not hurt at all. You have to win one game, game seven of the World Series. And this is why it's great that the Mets have him. It's Max Scherzer. Here, watch him last night against the Cardinals, brought to you by uh, 
SNY. This is his 10th strikeout. I believe the guy's like 36 years old. He's just dominating. Here, watch. 0-2 coming to Sosa. Struck him out. Max Scherzer blows away at Mundo Sosa for the third time. The 106th time in his career, Max has struck. Again, I think right now the favorite in baseball, I believe the Mets are 13-5 and five in the American League East. I believe that they, I think they have the second best record. I believe that the Dodgers are 12-4 and four or 13-4. and four. I believe they have the best record. But, I mean, come on. Mets, there's going to be a lot of excitement in Queens this year. You know, I told Red, I said, let's go to a Met game. It's easier for us to go into a Met game because you got to go into the city on, from Long Island. You have to take the train to Penn Station, which is an hour train ride there. And then you got to take the subway over to the Bronx. So you got to take two different things. I like going, you know, and it's, it's longer. You can do New City Bar Park, you know, field, city field in a train ride, but you get there much quicker. And it's right there. Take the shuttle right over. Two, one, two, three, and of course, and, I, and again, it's my opinion, I believe that City Field is way better inside. The atmosphere, the game, everything is better than Yankee Stadium. I don't know why they got this new Yankee Stadium. They would have just left it the original. It would have been so much better. Again, my opinion. Speaking, or said I say, staying on the theme of sports here, okay? Staying on that theme. Dave Portnoy, okay, I'm on TikTok. I follow El Presidente, all his videos, pizza reviews. I love him. It's great. Absolute beast. Really can't knock the guy at all. But then out of nowhere, but I, you got to have respect for him to even post this. But then out of nowhere, I see this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to play the video. Here we go. Smashed it. Five, four, seven. I don't know if you caught that over there. You see me running those, those short, choppy steps. Is it a Mack truck? Is it a Lamborghini? It's both. I got to tell you right now, that running there was yet to be desired, say the least. I don't know what kind of motion it is. It looks like his knees are in. I don't know what outfit he's wearing. Is those bicycle shorts from the 90s that he's wearing and that shirt? What's the matching? The time, 5'4", is horrendous. Is absolutely horrendous, that time right there. And again, I don't know. And his arms flailing. Like, I can't believe my guy give respect because he puts it out there. The people that don't care. Say, I don't give a fuck. Putting it out there. Say what you want. That's the guy. That's a real man right there, right? Confident man. All right. I want to play this for you. Now I'm going to switch over to politics really quick here. And it's about Elon Musk taking over Twitter, right? God sent. Can you believe it? it's almost like, you know, is, is this really a god? Is good really taking over evil? That's what you look at it when you see Elon Musk do this. Well, Joy Reid has this, I don't know who he is, some hack. His name is Anand Gridharadas, and he's been coming on. I did a little research on him. He went to the University of Michigan. He went to Harvard, just like Joy Reid went to Harvard. And so who knows if they met at Harvard. But that being said, she asks him about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and what that's going to do now with this whole free speech mantra that Elon Musk wants to do. All of a sudden, nobody wants free speech. All of a sudden, the left can't stand free speech. They, the twist that they do is just unbelievable. But anyway, she asks him, and here's his response to Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Here, watch. This is the first part. And these platforms have understood that and have made faint, modest efforts mm. 
to address that by saying, let's not have as much Nazism right. on the platform. Let's not have as much misogyny and bullying. Let's still have a lot of it, but but less. Anyone's ever actually reported a tweet knows that it almost never still is shut down, but they've yeah. tried. And this is what's called censorship. So let's really think about that for a second. So he's talking about Nazi ship and all this other stuff. Well, how do you think white people feel about Black Lives Matter when you have black people coming on there and, and trashing white people? Well, all they do is get up every day and go to work, try to support their family, love black people, just loves America, yet you include them on and on it, and that's allowed on Twitter all day long. So how does that even work? What are you even talking about? The fact that that guy's got that hair drives me bananas. Great hair. What a jerk off, though. Here's the second part of that answer. Elon Musk lives in a world in which the only kind of free speech is white men feeling mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. to say whatever the hell they want. Isn't it the act? Isn't it the opposite of that? Right. The reality. That's the thing. Realistically speaking, white men can't say anything on social media platforms because they'll get banned. If they say something bad about a black guy, they'll get banned as a racist. But black people, they can say whatever they want about white people. Like Joy Reid. Joy Reid is the biggest racist on TV. And yet, she's allowed. She doesn't get canceled. She can say whatever. He's talking about white there. Imagine if a white guy came on and was talking about black superiority and how it needs to be taken off and it's too much of it on Twitter. Forget it. It's ridiculous. Here's the thing about free speech. Okay? We're not talking about hate speech. And even though that is still... Free speech. We're not saying that somebody's got to, you know, they're allowed to go on there and say, I'm going to go blow up your mother. No. I'm going to come to your house and, and, and kill you. No. Things like that. Threats or anything. Acts of violence. Understood. But how are you getting bullied by things that are on Twitter? To be honest with you. You're really triggered on what people are saying. You are on that platform and you know there's a chance that that's going to happen. Especially if you start getting recognition. The way you get all these followers, all these followers don't love that person. A lot of them can't stand the person, but to follow them because they can't stand them. They got to see what they're going to say. You know, that's part of the territory that people are going to come after you. Then get off. It's very easy. Just get off. You don't have to be on it. Right. See, the difference between what censorship is for them and what censorship is here for, say, a white conservative like myself. See, they get to say whatever they want and nothing happens. But if I say something, whatever I want, right? It doesn't go under the guise of free speech. They just cancel you out. They take you off the platform. So they're not only disagreeing with you, they're silencing you. See, there's a big difference of just censoring somebody and saying, hey, you can't do that, but allowing them to continue to talk, right? If they say something or allowing them to just say it as long as it's not any type causing any type of harm. I don't want to hear, oh, it's, it's causing me emotional distress. You're a human being, get over it. If that causes you emotional distress, you have a lot more problems in your life, which needs to be discussed. Again, in my opinion. All right, anyway, here we go. What are we? April 26th, if you get a chance, we're gonna wrap it up here. If you get a chance, go onto our YouTube channel, follow the show, right? Share the show. It's also on Rumble. We're on Facebook, on Twitter as well. Follow us on Twitter. That's how we're starting to get you know more followers up and more people listening and watching the show. 
If you have any suggestions for the show, email me, joe at thejoecozoshow.com. If you write any uh, posts or any comments, always reply. And as well, go to our website, thejoecozoshow.com. You can watch every single episode. You can listen to, it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google. And also buy our merchandise, the Joe Cozo shirts, which are absolutely fantastic. And the material is top notch. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. With that being said, April 26th in the books. I'm out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs>